Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening first time dance! With me, Richard Innes. And me, Steve Meyer. Hello there. Um, in this episode, we had a chat over the phone uh, with Alan Wynne-Jones. Um, rugby fans will know who Alan is. He's the Welsh rugby captain, Grand Slam winner, Lions legend, and will be leading Wales at the forthcoming Rugby World Cup. Uh, we had a chat with Alan about the kind of difference between being uh, a big tough guy on the rugby pitch and a big cuddly dad at home. And also, actually, how being a parent at home can actually help you be a bit of a parent in the dressing room with your teammates as well. We spoke to Alan over the phone, so apologies for some of the audio quality might be uh, slightly hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan is a Dove Men Plus Care ambassador. Uh, for more rugby and fatherhood stories, follow them on Twitter at Dove Men UK or Instagram at Dove Men. Enjoy. Alan, thanks very much for joining us on, on the podcast. Um, how's your day going? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Done a, done a bit here with Dove today. Um, corralled some kids my own kids actually not ah. all the randomers into uh doing a bit and uh we've done a, a bit a few shots to camera and stuff just to uh do a bit of a awareness stuff but yeah it's been good good um, good you got busy. two two girls right two girls mally four and eva just uh, just about 16 months now so, ah, so i've got yeah. a 15 month old girl and i've got a three and a half year old boy so we're pretty ah, close okay. in uh experience yeah. i'm i'm on um i'm on a two-year-old boy and another eight-week-old boy so i'm right oh, in the midst wow. of it yeah wow so as asleep um, I'm I'm very fortunate that I've got a, a a very very good wife who does a lot of the night stuff. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We all get the odd uh, the the wake up, but um, oh yeah, she's 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 great. She does the lion's share. Don't you so have I the the perfect really Alan? Don't you, don't you have the perfect excuse though? That that thing of it's my job. I, I used to be a sports journalist here at the uh, at the Mirror, right? Where back in the day. And I used to be able to watch football, rugby, cricket, whatever I wanted to watch. Because I'd say, oh, I'm really sorry, no, but we've really got to watch it because it's my job. Haven't you, as an athlete, got that perfect thing where you're like, well, you know, sleep's really important. I've got to recover. Yeah, yeah but there's always that, that re- re- response. You've got a day off tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, so it's not, uh, I'm not, I'm not as fast as that, but no, she's very understanding because um, she, she was a pretty decent athlete, well, more than decent athlete herself in her university days. So she understands the whole uh, performance element of sport, um, you know, and, and the, the, the values in recovery, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, she's, she's, she's very good to me. That, that's got to be handy. Um, talking about the, the, the kind of realities of elite sport, I should say here, I'm a massive rugby fan. I used to play a bit of second row, so I'm, I'm slightly in awe of talking to you, even though it's only over the phone. So forgive me if I, if I sound starstruck. But the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, we, we've had um, a variety of athletes on the, on the podcast before. We've had Freddie Flintoff. We've had um, Alex Gregory, the, the, who won an Olympic gold for rowing. We've had Greg Rutherford on, who won an Olympic gold in the long jump. And obviously yeah, they're right. all guys... Uh, they they all have told a very similar story actually about how becoming a father in a weird sort of way actually improved their their performance within their sports. And I suppose first question for me is, would you say the same thing? I know I've, I've read quotes from you in the past about how fatherhood kind of changed your perception of what you did for a living. But 
would you say your performance has improved as a result of becoming a dad? Um, yeah, I, it's funny. I when I um, first came onto the scene, I was I was doing uh, a law degree, uh, and I pursued all, and I can carry on with, if you like, and finished all my education all the way until I became professional. Because I never, I was my my drive was that I was never going to be uh, a professional rugby player, so I had to get something behind me. So I did the law degree, and arguably, you know, some of the, the the best uh, times I had on and off the field when I had the distraction of doing something else fully mind focused on something else another task um, and having the kids it's not a distraction put it that way it's, it's a full time job isn't it it's mm. a full time job for mum part time job for dad particularly for a sportsman but to have that distraction and the separate focus when you know you haven't you've got two living breathing responsibilities that you, you've got to provide for care for think about worry about um, even when you're not there um, you know, it, it's it's all encompassing, and to have that, I suppose, break away then in whatever field you're doing, whether it's cricket, rugby, you know, whatever sport it may be, I can fully understand, um, you know, the the parallels to almost not. It's it's weird. It's not a case of letting loose. Um, it's but it's almost that the the physical tie of oh, you know, I can get into the, the day job now. I know the kids are right. I know everything's sorted there. But I I, I fully understand the 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 notion that you, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because actually, I suppose one of the things with rugby is that, and Steve and I were talking about this before we we got on the call with you. It's it seems like two polar opposites to have to care for a for a baby, small children. You've you've got a toddler, and then to go from that into an international test match, they do seem to be completely opposite experiences. Do you think that's a fair a fair description? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But there's a few props that need a cutch every now and then, or a cuddle every now and then. You know, <laughs> they don't necessarily. They they might not necessarily. Um, you know, babies might not necessarily have protein powder with their milk, but props do. So it's a similar sort of um, notion. You've got a pop but, a point. Um, actually, props no. are basically overgrown babies. That's a, that's a really interesting point. No, I depend. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> no, but but um, it's um, it's 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 funny. You, you have that caring element. Um, doesn't change i think whether you're you know going into a scrum going into a lineup you've come out of a game one one or lost and you know you're in ecstasy because you've won or you're in you know in the doldrums because you've lost um yeah it's like you go home someone's lost the the, the dress for a favorite barbie or, or the snacks have run out or mm. we've spilt the squash on the table and the that's the agony agony and ecstasy for a four-year-old or a one and a half year old you know it's all relative um and having that groundedness, if that's a word, when you when you come home, um, it, it is nice. And, and like I, I like to think that, like I said, opposites do attract. Um, yeah. And to have that sort of diverse feeling when you come home, which is, like you said, again, the polar opposite. Um, it's, it's the best thing for you sometimes rather than, you know, coming to the intensity. You might imagine if you went home and it was like an international arena when you have to try and turn the channel or you have to try and make tea. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Well, thankfully, it's not. You know, but, you must be uh, physically knackered as well. That's the other thing, right? You, I mean, you, you know, I, I appreciate all all athletes and all professional sportsmen will be exhausted by their job. That's the nature of it, I suppose. But you, you must be, you know, you, you're beaten up, you're battered, you're bruised. Um, the idea of then rolling around yeah, on the floor yeah. with a toddler must be, you know, quite tricky. Yeah, well, the thing is, actually, Mally's got into foam rolling, which is uh, is quite interesting. That she, which is a mobility stuff. So if Daddy's doing something or stretching, she'll she'll sometimes copy. It's it's like ugly gymnastics or gymnastics okay. or rugby players sometimes. But um, but no, it's that that parallel of coming home 
um, bruised and battered or, you know, Anwin's my wife is just as tired sometimes, if not more tired, um, even though she hasn't been wrestling 16, 18 stone blokes. Um, <laughs> it's just as intense and it's 24 hour, at least when I'm playing or training and there's somebody to blow the whistle uh, to say, stop for a minute, boys. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's nice to come home as well because it's, it's the mental side of things. I think the physical side of things are easy to get over, but like I say, whether you're at a, an average day training, which, which does happen or you are, like you said, you win, lose, or draw. Um, you know, be to be able to come home, shut the door, be bottom of the food chain, and either be told to play Barbies, like you say, or blocks, or clean the kitchen table, is is, is the best thing. Um, you know, irrelevant again. What th- the results been on the day? Do you think we're talking with three three dads here? We're talking on a podcast about being dads. This is quite a modern phenomenon for dads. It's a very modern, forward looking way of approaching fatherhood how do you feel do you feel yeah. comfortable in that arena you know to, as, a, as a you know a, a guy talking about childcare, looking after kids the balance of like domestic duties at home that kind of stuff is that something that sits sits easily with you um yes and no i think do i know what i'm doing no am i learning every day yes do i have all the answers no and if anybody thinks they have they're wrong that's the only answer i have uh, to that because you know it's it's every child's different every person's different the way they do things with their child and no no parent in method or child is going to be the same and i think the more comfortable we are with that and saying that is we'll get more answers um from mm. that mm. rather sometimes sometimes we're asking questions for questions sake than just realize kids are gonna cry be unhappy and you're not going to know why. And sometimes they'll be happy and you don't know why either, which isn't a bad thing, but you go with the flow. Mm, mm. Um, so I, 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 think it's, I think it's important to, to say that because if I look back to when I was a dad, particularly in the first, or new dad, in those first few months, um, you don't really know one end, for, one end of yourself from the other end of yourself. Uh, yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Well, exactly. We, we all know what it's talking about, but ultimately you live and learn uh and as the child grows and you get to know the child they grow their emotions their value system start developing you know what sort of person they are or you hope them they're going to be uh it does get easier uh and you can have a lot of laughs along the way as well which is which is the most important thing definitely um i i wanted to ask a little bit about touring alan winnett just because it just in con in the context of parenting because obviously you know, um, when when you're going, you know, often to the literally the other side of the world with your with your international team or with the Lions, um, yeah, to yeah. be away, I, I can't imagine being in a position where I would have to be away from my kids for that long. I mean, what, what's the longest you've actually had to be away from them, and how and how how do you go about coping um, with that and keeping them kind of you know talking to daddy type thing? Yeah, I think I think uh, in, uh, just the last Lions too, I think was one of the longest because. Um, Mali was born just before the World Cup in 15, so it was only in England. Uh, but I, I stayed for the birth, and then um, I missed a few days in a, in a training camp because uh, Gats has always been the mantra, family first, and you know he's always been that way. And obviously it's a pretty important thing to attend. Mm. Um, otherwise I probably wouldn't have heard it, the end of it forever. But um, Sean Edwards felt differently, yeah. I presume. Say again? Sean Edwards felt differently, I presume. You no, should, you no, should no, stay, stay at training. Always, always training. No, 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 no. They're all, they're all, they're all pretty on the same, same mentality with that regard. But that World Cup anyway was in 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 England, and I think she was she'd done more travelling to to London than most people would in a year because they were <laughs> they were coming back up up and down twice a week. Um, thankfully, 
I did a few mile, miles along the M4 just to stay in touch because obviously she was still in her infancy. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's, that wasn't too bad. Um, I think it was seven or eight weeks uh, in 17 with the Lions um, and we had Father's Day out there. So that was a, that was a tough one. There was, there was a clip of that on the, on the DVD, but it's, you know, it's, I think they were just trying to do it to see grown men cry. There were a few wells filling up, but I don't know if any fell, but there we are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right. But, uh, um, but like with, with the invent of technology, FaceTime, WhatsApp, you know, shared photo streams, it does, it does make things easier. You know, time zones are the, are the difficult one, uh, but it's always nice to wake up and someone's added a photo or two, um, you know, while you've been asleep or whatever. Um, and it, it's, it's a strange one, but it makes it a lot easier when, like, if the girls know or Anwin knows that I'm going away and I'm going to be inaccessible, then I'm away and it's just FaceTime. Whereas sometimes when I'm in Cardiff, because I'm only 45 minutes away, 40 minutes away in a good run, it's a lot more difficult because I could be home, um, short, like, on a sixpence but obviously if I hit traffic or whatever then I could end up spending more time on the M4 than I actually do with the kids so you know when you're, you're so close yet so far sort of mentality it is it is just as difficult as being on the other side of the world that's interesting actually the idea that you could it's actually easier just for everyone to know where they stand look I'm not going to be home for a few weeks so we're just going to need yeah. to come um, up with a process and this is this is what we do now. We've got a sort of routine. If I get my schedule, send it across to Anne's. She knows what happens. And then they are subject to change. Um, but like I say, we can plan accordingly. I think when Mally was um, probably up until about a year, she sort of fitted into my schedule, whereas now I'm fitting into their schedule. Yeah. Um, that sounds <laughs> and, familiar. And that's the way it should be because, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. If they're going to go on, on holidays or whatever, then or, or, or Anne's taking the, girl, um, the girls skiing. And obviously I can't do that because the rugby and the time of year. Um, I'm not going to hold them back. So you crack on and, you know, I'll miss the first few holidays, but there'll be plenty more after, obviously, when I've, you know, mm. finally hang out the boots. Yeah, okay. So what surprised you about becoming a dad? Is there anything that you kind of weren't expecting? Oh. Hello? Hello. Oh, Was there any, anything that you weren't expecting about becoming a dad that sort of surprised you, you know, caught you out slightly? Um... <sighs> Where do I start? <laughs> no, I, I think when I when I played um, coming through the academy, like up to the upper end and breaking into the the seniors at the Ospreys, I remember a guy saying, "Just the kids, oh my god, it's the hardest thing ever. You know, it's best thing, best thing I've ever done, but it's the hardest thing ever." It's like, oh, I can't be that bad. <laughs> and you're laughing because exactly know what I mean. Yeah. And I, and I like I said, it goes back to that analogy. It's twenty four seven. You know, you've got eyes in the back of your head. The fact of and everybody says it like, "What did I do with my time before I had children?" Exactly. Um, and it's just, it's this. I know they're, they're cliches, and you heard them all before, but it's like, wow. Um, and but it's funny now though that we've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I think we we've got a, a bit of both. So we've got eyes in the back of the head with one, and then we got the other who's having conversations that I'm having with. Have similar conversations with adults at times, and she's using words in context. And I'm like, when did that start? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's just those look. They're not they're not momentous stages of of development, but you're realizing that flipping heck, where'd she pick that up from? And you sort of just, you know, you get like like I said earlier in the upset of the conversation, you go with the flow, and those are the the moments and the times or phases, whatever you it's, want to call it's it. It's interesting. You really enjoy. How do you, how do you? F- how do you observe the dynamic between the two, the younger one and the, the older one? And when, when our 
when the second one came along for us, it was there was a little bit of jealousy perhaps going on. But now they're buddies and they just like walk around holding hands. And the first words that Iris says when she wakes up is Jack Jack because her brother's called Jackson. Um, yeah. It's really sweet to see. Is it similar sort of thing with your your team? Yeah, yeah. That, that um, it's, it's funny because obviously I, I, you you see the the relationship of uh, Mally and Anwen, obviously. So she's mum and and Mally four. But then it's nice to see their relationship four and, and one. And yeah, they have that friction at the start and they still argue over toys and stuff. But I sort of like to see the, them the standing up for themselves against each other. And mm. you, know, you see more of the character and personality come out. Um, I think they bring more out of each other than um, we would to them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. They're closer in age, obviously. I agree. Um, I agree. They've got their own world, it, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's that thing when you know, they start going to school and again those those words and the picking mannerisms up and i think they're I, it's they always say don't they number two rate of development is always quicker than number one because mm. they got imitation etc so to see all that and those those parallels and the the relationship and hopefully the bond that they'll have uh is it, you know you can sit back and watch you know when they start playing in a, in a corner or whatever um so it's, yeah as you can sit back and you don't really need a tv then you can just sit back no exactly yeah, that'd be nice. are they like you are they what sorry are they like you do you think Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, I think personality uh, Mally traits. might be. I think my, my wife thinks Mally's like me and Anne wins uh, like her because Mally's pretty shy. Uh, but um, I'm pretty forthright, shall we say. Um, <laughs> but then Eva's like just the, walking around with a smile on her face. So it's, you know, like you say, to see the difference as well is, is the craziest thing because you think, well, we made them, so surely they should be relatively similar, but... You know, you take joy in the differences, don't you? There were, there were things you were saying there, Alan, about the way that you like to see the, girl, the girls interact together. That just struck me as being um, the type of thing that you might you, you might have learned, not learned, but kind of picked up, I suppose, and taken a little bit from rugby. I'm wondering if, because, you know, everyone knows that rugby's got a very specific culture about it and there's a very specific set of philosophies and ways to behave and not behave within rugby. Are there things that you think you've taken from the game and kind of almost inadvertently or subconsciously you know, sort of implemented into your parenting style. Yeah, I think I think rather than go too scientific or you know, it's you know, you can get paralysis by analysis now, and you know, everyone's a, a professional. But I think in my my earlier days, I probably probably spoke more than I listened and did more than I watched, and I think that's um, two things I regret. Whereas now. I'm a bit older in my career, and I probably try to well, I try to listen more and speak less, um, uh, and watch more, uh, and be accurate when I do more. If that makes sense, mm. and I think that's the same with parenting. Then, so you can listen to what the kids want uh, rather than tell them what they need, uh, um, and obviously um, watch them because sometimes they'll show you things that they can do that you didn't think they could do and you know you potentially could hold them back and i know we're talking about a four-year-old and a, a 16-month-old but it could be something as simple since when did she climb on the, you know since when, when could she climb on the sofa yeah. <laughs> or if she can get down on the sofa she can climb on the sofa but if she can't get off she's not allowed to you know little things like yeah. that i know that i know it's a strange comparison but i don't I think, think it is because is, is that a bit like what you've taken from being i mean you've been a captain for a long time now that that almost sounds a bit like a kind of captaincy philosophy of, of sorts that yeah. actually ends up but you know like kind of allowing players to make mistakes allowing players to learn allowing them to show you what they can do is is there a bit of a parallel there yeah well yeah i, I, I wouldn't disagree i think also as well it's, it's, i think the difference in in the rugby is i've got a lot of peers that are close to my age and i think a lot they've got a lot of experience so why would i 
hold them back and if, if I can't solve a problem I'm happy to you know let the next guy or if someone else has got something decent to say or he's made a point then I'm not going to hold anyone back because particularly in a team sense from a rugby point of view we're all working towards the same goal um, which is ultimately to win so mm. you know I don't it's, it's slightly different with the kids and I always listen to my wife I'd never speak across her anyway because she's the boss <laughs> um, yep again familiar no, it's, it's exactly the same <laughs> but it's exactly the same with with the children you know they can you know they might have learned something in school that i I don't know they can do so watch listen um learn and play you mentioned earlier that when you were a younger player and you heard uh, older players talking about or or not really older players players that were parents talking about what it's like to be a parent do you talk in the dressing room or, or in training camps to other players who are dads about the fatherhood experience you know what they've been up to that kind of stuff yeah very much so i think you know it's easy to share as well we we're, we're, you're lucky in a, in a in a team sport that you've all got the automatic forum of new to discuss uh first days at schools birthdays uh chicken pox the things that everything mm. everyone's going to go through the trials tribulations um it's and you know to anyone who it hasn't got kids it sounds like the mundane but these are big you know significant milestones uh in in parenting and for the kids and I think like I say to be fortunate enough to be in a team sport where you can share those experiences and a lot of guys that at the minute have got I say there's an age range of, of children uh, from flipping like four four to well one to no, sorry infants to six so it's quite a wide spectrum so there's always going to have someone that's you know in their late 20s early 30s that'll be uh, you know in, in the midst of something mm. um, like that do you end up with sorry do you end up in that um, in the kind of dressing room that there's almost that sort of natural I appreciate you want the dressing room to be as together as possible but there's almost that natural split between the dads who are talking about being dads and, and the younger lads who aren't quite at that point in their lives oh not at all I wouldn't think it's as, as clearly defined split as you think because don't forget there's a there's a uncles cousins yeah, um, you know nephews brothers all you know it's it's I don't it's not as clearly defined as that there's obviously a few a lot younger guys that you know just cracking on but i fully understand that as well but i think we've got a we've on the uh, international side of the minute we've particularly got a a good group of guys that um you know have that it's not a familial thing but it's an an openness to say well you get you'll do what you do and i do what i do and there's enough of a broad spectrum of people um in the the situations to to know to to deal with anything and just crack Mm. on i think it's pretty it's pretty open like that do you um, I mean, obviously you're usually successful rugby player, and there'll be young players that look to you as an idol and a role model. Um, are you become aware? I mean, you're doing this thing with Dove that you, there's an element now to you, perhaps being a father role model for some younger guys as well, who see that you can have that, 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 that be a dad and a successful person. How you manage those two parts of your life? Yeah, I'm just you're trying to make me sound old now. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a good job about it. No. I, I, no. I, I think um, I understand what you're saying. I'd like to think, um, no, younger uncle probably rather than father figure. But um, <laughs> uh, no, there's. But like, I, 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 I definitely know when I came through, there were players that helped me, whether they knew they were helping me or not. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say father figure or uncle figure or whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. I think as a professional player, wherever you play or who you play for, you want to help the one the the players come through that want to listen. Um, if somebody's asking you for a question, 
asking you a question or for an answer and you give it and they use it, then you're willing to help him again. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's a paternal thing. I think it's a professional um, sharing of knowledge because particularly, you know, you always want to help people that want to listen. It's always more difficult to help people that don't want to listen, even you know they ask a question i know it sounds like a, a contradiction in terms but I'm, I'm more than happy to you know give my viewpoint or on anybody who's trying to improve themselves and we're, we're fortunate we've got quite a few guys that do that at the minute. Yeah. i appreciate we're re- reaching the end of our time I've, i can't let you go without asking you as a father of two girls yeah how, what are your fears for the future <laughs> because i've got you know a 16 month old like you and i you know yeah. When when boyfriends start to arrive, social media, body image, that kind of stuff, it terrifies yeah. me. Yeah, um, I know. I, I think it's it's more feel feel sorry for the rest of the world to be honest with you when they when they grow up. Um, I, I think as long as they they're confident and comfortable in their own skin and they know where home is, I'll be happy enough because uh, it is it is a big wide world out there, and sometimes the stuff that is uh, the most dangerous stuff you can't see, particularly with uh, social media etc. These days. But um, yeah, those. I think it's it's funny how the fears of parents today have probably changed from the the fears you know thirty four years ago, like yeah. say with the advent of social media. But um, yeah, as long as they know where home is, I'll be yeah, happy. I've I've got one more question for you, Alan. Actually, um, I'm okay. I'm aware you're having been in the middle of a scrum myself, you know, several times. Um, I'm aware you you're coming home presumably from training, from matches with all sorts of you know kind of cuts, scrapes black eyes I mean, i've seen you yeah. you know your head strapped up many many times your your eldest daughter now must be getting to an age where she can recognize when daddy's coming in with a bandage on his head for instance so um have you have you had any instances where you've had to kind of explain to her it's okay it's just daddy's job oh yeah you have a, you have a few particularly with the stitches and stuff because those ones can look pretty ugly for a few days but it's more bruises because they look like you know like the big red button don't press it well that's red right to a bull for a child isn't it <laughs> so if you see a bruise they're like what's this do and then once you show a sign of weakness duh, there's no turning back <laughs> so your daughter is hindering your recovery from injury is that, what we're, is that the conclusion here <laughs> or, or she's or she's helping it depends yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah, how you look at it yeah. it's true, it's true. La- last question for now actually Evan because I know you've got to go this is the very very last one that's the third last question I know I know I know what I'm enjoying it's it too right. much. It's all right. You're three seconds over as well. <laughs> I'm enjoying it too much. Just obviously, you'll be off to Japan before before you know what's coming. Um, how are you prepared for that? Because that's obviously the big thing this year in terms of you know Wales. Hopefully, will be going as far in in the tournament as you possibly can. Um, being the other side of the world again, have you got your process all set up in terms of looking after the family while you're over there? Um, well, first and foremost, it's it's a bit week to week because obviously um, it's a long way to go yet with game. Etc. Mm. There is a, a long-term plan in place that everybody's aware of, but I'm very conscious that it's it's day to day, week to week, game to game. Um, so you know, if I get out there, we'll be organised. But at the minute, it's it's a, make the most of the family time, and try and you know be as best prepared as I can for the, the games and uh, training weeks we have come. Yeah. Have to come. Sorry, you're always one torn hamstring away from disaster, aren't you? So hopefully, fingers well, crossed, you stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed, you stay fit and healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very uh, well. much for your time. <laughs> Cheers for coming on to the podcast. Hope it's been enjoyable, not too painful. Uh, no, it was all good, boys. Cheers. Thank right, you. Cheers. Cheers.